103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. Good evening and welcome to Coach's Corner. Ron Raver with you here this evening. Uh, not from Ison's Family Pizza as normal. Uh, pizza enough to uh, let us go on without being there because of the COVID-19, and uh, you'll be hearing a lot about that, obviously, as we go through the early part of the season. We hope to get back there before uh, we're totally through with uh, the 2020-21 season. For right now, I'm sitting at home uh, with my telephone, and our coaches are on the phone as well. We are brought to you this evening by Ison's Family Pizza, ETC, Daring's Incorporated, Tom Civic City, Buick, uh, George's Pharmacy, Medical and Floral, Bearden Alco. Our first guest this evening is Tom Meyer. He's the Bates High School girls golf coach. And Tom, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Ron. I'm glad to be here. Well, actually, I'm over at Berlin right now sitting during a golf match. Yeah, uh, tell us uh, how your season's gone so far for the Lady Bulldogs. Season's gone great so far, Ron. We've uh, finished scoring a couple of Invitational that we played in. Uh, we've won the Greensburg Invitational. That's our first win ever in an invite. And uh, we finished 12th in a very competitive Invitational at Lapel this past weekend. And we're 2-0 and in duels so far this season. And uh, uh, obviously, uh, golf uh, starts before school starts. You're now in school, so your meets will have to be after school, and they go to nine holes unless you're able to play on Saturdays, correct? That's correct, yeah. Uh, who are the young ladies that are on your team this year, and what positions do they normally play? Okay, I, I have uh, two juniors on the team this year, Chloe Murphy and Tori Hartley. Tori plays usually three for me, and Chloe's been playing six. I got two sophomores, Emma Weiler and Madeline Pullman. Emma plays number one, and Madeline's been playing number five. And I have two freshmen, Josie Meyer and Rhea Miller. Josie's been playing two, and Rhea's been playing four. Uh, Coach, uh, Emma's off to a great uh, start. Of course, she uh, had a great season last year for you. Tell us a little bit about her play so far and uh, who else is uh, contributing for the Bulldogs this year. Uh, I didn't hear everything you said, but uh, probably our biggest competition this year, Franklin County's looked really, really good. Uh, most of the teams in this area are a little on the weak side, but um, all competitive. They all basically all have a young team just like us. Are you still there? Yeah, Tom, uh, what do you have coming up in the near future? Uh, uh, matches in the near future, we, we played Painersville this Saturday, and then we got we got another home for an away match tomorrow night. Uh, we're at Hillcrest on Friday, uh, excuse me, Hillcrest on next Monday. Then uh, mostly just some individual matches. We've got the county attorney coming up in a couple weeks, and the conference in about three weeks, and our season goes pretty quick. Uh, Coach, uh, still playing at uh, Hillcrest for your home matches? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, who is helping you this year with the team? Uh, I've got Nora Burns helping me again this year. This is about her fourth year, I believe, you know, helping me. She also does the middle school program. Yeah, continuity in the, in the program. Uh, when and where does your state tournament start? I know the golf season is pretty short uh, for the ladies in the fall. Uh, the the sectional starts towards the end of September. Uh, regionals are about the last week of September, and then the state finals are like the third and fourth of October. So you've got a little time yet to uh, get them going. I know. Uh, the, uh, you played some EIAC teams already this year, and uh, you and Franklin County have been going back and forth. I think you beat them once, and they maybe beat you twice in the early going. Uh, how do the rest of them stack up? Do you know anything about the rest of the teams? 
Uh, we haven't seen South Dillon or Lawrenceburg, but I know Lawrenceburg's going to be pretty decent. They had everybody returning. Uh, South Dillon was weak last year, but I just talked to her daughter that coaches the Marlin King, and they got eight girls coming out, so that's promising. Greensburg, Connorsville, and they're going to be fighting for the third and fourth and fifth spot with Lawrenceburg. And, uh, I know Rushville, uh, you played them, uh, at one of the invitationals earlier in the year, and then yeah, East Central, what about them? Um, Rushville only had three girls. He was still working on, on some more people to, to, um, make a team. East Central should have been good this year, but for some reason, five of the girls decided not to play, so he was basically with about four beginners. So they're a little on the weak side this year. Um, Coach, uh, I know that uh, you've got some uh, great expectations uh, for these young ladies. I know you have two seniors on this team, but I think your top two golfers are still very, very young, so you have to be looking for good things this season and from seasons to come. Yeah, and when we won the Greensburg Invitational, we actually scored two freshmen and two sophomores in, in the scores that we took, so that's promising, and then with Emma's little sister Addison coming up next year that, that even looks you know, even better that gives us a solid burden to fill out our team yeah and you do have junior high golf uh, now uh, that helping the program as well yeah it kind of hurt we didn't have the junior high program last year so the girls didn't get to play and we didn't get to see you know what we had coming up there's a couple youth graders that could have played decided not to this year but we're still going to pursue them and see if we can convince them to, to come out next year but hopefully we get a junior high program back going again and, and uh, get working with the girls uh, Coach uh, your sectional uh, still basically the same as it's been in the years past in terms of where it is and who you're playing well yes and no it's at Greensburg still but uh, they moved to Columbus North and Columbus East out of our section moved down to Bloomington so it's basically conference I county I not about that oh no it didn't bother me a bit so it's basically <laughs> Ripley County and Decatur County and area schools in our sectional this year yeah. I know that uh, the 1A schools in the area are struggling uh getting enough young ladies to fill out squads that have been following on uh, WRBI's uh, website that uh, Jacksonville and, uh, and South Ripley and Milan, I think they all are struggling with the number of girls golfers that they have out. And I know Narcicators, after having uh, that great group of the girls they had last year, is struggling a little bit as well this year. You know, and, and that's happening all around the state. Uh, we play Columbus North tomorrow night. When I talked to the coach tonight about how many to bring, he, he said he only had six girls, and they typically have 10 or 11 or 12 on the team. So it's it's that way all the way around the state. Yeah, and I'm sure that the COVID-19 has something to do with that because uh, some of the kids are being homeschooled now, and some of them are... Uh, uh, scared to uh, participate. I don't know what's going on. You can't blame them from that standpoint, but it does uh, uh, put some problems on uh, scheduling and uh, what to do, correct? Yes, and, and I understand that, and, but we've been fortunate and everything's been going real, real well. The girls have, have uh, listened to our protocol about what they need to do and what they don't, and, and they've handled it real well, and of course, with us being an outside sport, it's that's helped too so hopefully we can continue the way we are and get through this season well best of luck uh, in your efforts and uh, things go well for you and uh, uh, do as well as they did for Emma last year we'll try to get with you uh, later in the year when the state tournament begins and see how things go there that would be great we'd love to get on again and, and talk about our season towards the end a little bit more we will do that, put that down, and we'll get you uh, involved. And thank you for taking time tonight. I know you're out uh, with the girls, and uh, we appreciate that. And we'll talk to you later. Well, thank you very much, Ron. So we will.
will be back after these words from our sponsor. You're listening to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 and FM Dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. This Sunday, WRBI presents the greatest spectacle in racing live. Join us for the Indy 500 starting at 1 on 103.9 WRBI. Cecil Eisen here from the award-winning Eisen's Family Pizza with big news. The Chicken Bruschetta Supreme Pizza is back in Batesville. Yeah, you heard that right. Our delicious pizza that Eisen's Family Pizza makes with white garlic sauce, fresh local basil, seasoned chicken, and tomatoes is back for a limited time only. Don't forget about our Top This Frozen Yogurt. We have soft serve and pre-cupped options. Eisen's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone, Eisen'sFamilyPizza.com on the web or downtown Batesville. Want to make your home a more comfortable place but don't think you can afford a top brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solution for every budget. When you turn to Garings, your Carrier expert will show you our best-in-class home comfort systems. Jeff or Mike will help you pick the one that best fits your home budget. From our value Price comfort series to our top-performing Infinity system, Carrier and Garings have made excellence more affordable than ever. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort? Turn to the experts with Carrier and Garings, 316 North Main. Get a new bundle from ETC and watch the savings add up. Whether it's internet, TV, phone, security, or medical alert, get $100 just for being a brand new residential customer. Even our bundles qualify. You just have to sign up before September 30th. Call 866-ETC4U to learn more or visit etczone.com. Paperless billing required. Wireless and cellular services excluded. Other terms and conditions apply. Back to more Coach's Corner. Delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. Joining us now is Charlie Roper, the Academy football coach. And Coach, I know with COVID-19, things have been different this summer and early fall. How's that affected your preparation for the season? Well, um, I'll kind of get in your question too, and the answer to how many have coming out when I explain in terms of preparation. But you know, last um, I'll kind of start with last November. We we had at our postseason, at our first postseason uh, meeting in terms of um, guys that would come out for next year. We had the close to tw- I think like 25, 24 kids come out, and that was just from freshman, junior, um, freshman, sophomore, junior, getting down incoming freshmen, anything like that. And I, I was. Ex- so excited. And then um, I had a lot of positivity going through the offseason. Then COVID came, and then that really changed a lot um, here at OA because, you know, you have, you know, parents that, you know, might not want to, uh, you know, they, they were uncertain with the with the online learning. And I know I had some baseball kids who their number one sport is baseball, so they wanted to focus more on ball ball. And it got to the point where I was um, – I was I was a little worried about our really worried about our numbers in, in June and, and May, and, but we're, we are um, you know that's our numbers right now are 19, and I it, and I'm really happy with the 19 we have. Um, it's about as deep as the 19 we've had in our three years, and that's been about what we've averaged. We've had 19, 20, uh, 22 last year, and then 19 this year, so it's kind of normal for us. And um, and our first year we kind of had. In terms of our how our roster lays out, we, we had about 11 linemen out of our 19 and, and seven or eight skill guys, and it's kind of flipped this year. So um, we, we need a, we, we don't have as much depth on the line, but we have a lot of skill guys um, coming coming back. But um, but quite honestly, the biggest thing that that I was worried about in July when we started practicing was conditioning. I think a lot of coaches were still are kind of worried, but I'm not nearly as worried about it anymore because our strength and conditioning coach, uh, Coach Capitelli, has just done an outstanding job with these guys. And we, we wanted to make it a point to just, you know, we're going to build these guys slowly back up starting that first week in July. And then we've done exactly that. And I think we've got them at a good spot to the point where we're ready. You know, I, if you asked us, could we play this Friday, I would have said yes. And we didn't have a scrimmage, but, I've, you know, <clears throat> We, we kind of pushed up our conditioning a little bit, ratcheted it up toward there, toward the end of the, um, July and the beginning of August, and it's really paid off. And 
these last two weeks here have, have quite honestly been the best two weeks of pra- August practices I've been a part of in terms of positivity, efficiency, getting things done on the field, and, and we have a great group of seniors who are leading us this year, and, and things have been things have been really good for us um, from that aspect. Uh, Coach, how many uh, kids that you had back learned for you last year? It sounds like you got quite a few veterans back. Yeah, we do. We do. I'm really happy with who we have back. Um, we have, well, so out of our 19, we probably have four new guys. So we got 15 of our old ones, uh, 15 guys coming back. But some of our um, key starters that are coming back, you know, I think it starts with Dom McPhee on offense. Dom had about 900 yards rushing last year, averaged about 8.3 yards per carry, um, and he only played – he missed one game, one game last year. Um, he played eight total, nine total, sorry. Um, so Dom, you know, on offense, he's going to be a key focal point. But what really helps out with that is Tyler Oshling, um is kind of a new player for us. He has looked really good in practice, and, I, and teams will not be able to just key on Dom and load up to the opposite side of Dom with our offense. And so that allows us to move Caleb Wayman, who was a wing last year, back to fullback, a kind of a quicker fullback um, compared to AP from last year, but we can still run the same stuff. And some skill guys, Abe Streeter, man, he's taken a giant step forward from last year this year. Um, Justin, I mean, he just looks locked in. I mean, that's the biggest difference overall. A lot of these guys just look more, you know, looking and acting more, I don't know if serious is the right word, they're just locked in, focused. Um, so Abe Shear is going to be a big target for us out at hand. And, and C.J. Grody will be another. He's a basketball player. Um, he'll be another big target for us on the outside. And, uh, Red Martin was a freshman last year, and he's taken big strides at quarterback, and he looked really good on Friday night at practice. Um, and then on the line, man, we have Jack Seaver and Owen Russell, our, our two guards, who will key that line. And then, and heck, and then even a tackle the number one their entire offense. Um, our two tackles, Greg Klein and Dylan <laughs> Stewart, at the tackle spots. Man, I'm just really excited about our line and how they look. And Brendan Nimble's going to round that out, round that line out at um, at center. And defensively, um, so we, I look at our defense as like a puzzle. We've got, and I think we have the most athletic team I've we've had here in the three years, and it's really. It's kind of a good problem to have. All right, where do these guys fit? Because we've got guys that I never thought would be playing defensive tackle. We've got guys that would be playing um, linebacker and, and things like that. Like, I think the biggest key, biggest change we're making is removing Caleb Lehman, who was our free safety last year up the linebacker. And Caleb's about mm, 5'7", 160. But, man, are his instincts good? Are, is his uh, tackling good? And just is his you know, vision good as a linebacker? I, I knew last year, I'm like, heck, we need to get him linebacker reps last year, but we just didn't have enough depth in the secondary to allow us to do, uh, to do that. So um, so defensively, we just got to figure out the, the pieces of the puzzle, and, I, and we're going to be fine, especially as the year goes along. But we've got some athletic guys on defense we're really excited about um, returning on both sides of the ball. Uh, who makes up your staff this year, Coach? So it's pretty much the same as last year, and I Again, I'm extremely happy with our staff. Rod Martin is our offensive coordinator. Rod, Rod was the head coach at South Dakota for about five years. Um, he ended up, resi- you know, he ended up resigning because he had family and stuff to take care of, and life got in the way with him. And then um, he has four kids, and now his two oldest are here at OA. And um, I don't know why I didn't call him my first year here, but um, he's been such a, a godsend for me as a coach to lean on him with, with his experience, and he's calling the offense of letting him take control of the offense as our offensive coordinator. Um, Derek Davidson will be our defensive coordinator. So it's kind of, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to as a head coach at a small running school. It's, it's kind of weird that the head coach is not really calling either. But um, but it, uh, Derek's just done a really good job on the defense too. And I really, it's kind of allowed me just to sit back and watch and, and think more, you know, kind of cl- take a break, mental break during games a lot um, this year. So, um, and then 
Coach Capitelli, I've already explained, he, he's a strength and conditioning coach, a teacher here at OA, outside linebackers and offensive line. And then Bryce Ahouse is also on our staff, former OA grad, helping out with defensive backs and receivers. Uh, he's your opening opponent, Coach. So we will play Rock Creek Academy. We're going to drive all two hours down there on Friday, 7 o'clock sharp. Don't know, about, don't know too much um, about Rock Creek, except I do know they lost probably – they did lose their best athlete last year. But I know they have a couple pretty solid guys returning. I, I really have no idea what to expect because, you know, we, we saw a film of them later in the year last year that looked like it was designed around the playmaker they lost because um, their offense did change throughout the year. So I, I really I, I, I can't tell you what they're going to run offensively. We have a better idea defensively. Um, but you know what? They're kind of in the same boat um, as us. I think a lot of people are. Um, so Rock Creek is it's a, it's a good first game I think for both teams. Schools about the same size, you know. We're in the even for one A schools we're in the bottom ten of the one A schools in terms of enrollment. So um, I'm just I think everybody's nervous. I'm just anxious to get excited on Friday. So um, we're just really excited to, about starting on Friday down at Rock Creek. Coach, were you able to fill your schedule? I know you were playing at least one Ohio team last year, and I allowed a lot to cross state line this year. So. How you filled your schedule out? No, we will have an opening week, too. It, it wasn't intentional, per se. We've had a number of teams call, but it was, you know, it's it's either teams that were just an extremely long drive or teams that just wouldn't, uh, you know, with 19 guys, you don't want to play. Um, you don't want to play too many teams. Um, like, I, I know Lawrenceburg, actually, I just saw a quote from Coach Kanig over Lawrenceburg. He he asked the play, and it just wouldn't be a good fit for us with, with, with our roster in there, to be quite honest. And, uh, you know, teams like that, and we had a number of other teams call about that week two opening, but nothing really that um, that really fits us. So right now we're going to have an opening week two. It's kind of nice. You can kind of regroup after week one. And um, um, who, know, heck, who knows, with COVID, you know, have no idea who's going to open up. So um, week two, so you never know. You know, we could find out on Monday next week or something that somebody's interested in playing. So, but right now we do not have a week two opponent. But the rest of our schedule is still it's the exact same as last year. After that, uh, Coach, the uh, Batesville High School and Elberg Academy both uh, work with the Ripley County Community Foundation on uh, a project that uh, turnovers turn into cash for their. Uh, food drive. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Coach Henri um, ever Batesville and I are kind of both of our programs are trying to raise money for Chen Over Hunger. And it is going to uh, help feed kids at local elementary schools. And they're marketing it, marketing it even more this year here at the Ripley County Community, uh, at the Ripley County Community Foundation. And they've just they've done a fantastic job with that. Um, you know, you'd be shocked. Um, I taught before I even got to OA here, and I taught at um, I taught at St. Nicholas. I taught at Summit Dearborn, Batesville, Milan, and you would be people would just be surprised at the amount of needs that some some of those kids have. And uh, and I know the Ripley County Community Foundation also recognizes those needs, and I and I it feels really good that they're doing this. And again, they're marketing marketing it even more this year. I know we're having a big dinner toward the end of the year. Or at least we're planning on it, I think. Um, not, not 100% official, but I know that's what we're going to do at the end of the football season, have a dinner together to raise some even more money. But um, we're pretty excited about um, how they're partnering with us. Coach, we'll talk about uh, as the season goes along, of course, and how the turnovers are going and uh, how this is uh, adding up. Anything else before we let you go this evening? I think we're. I think everybody's just ready to get excited. I honestly, honestly, being back at school, being back at football, really doesn't feel like. I'm just. Everybody's so happy to be back. The kids, the teachers, we're all happy to be back in school and be on a normal routine. I'm happy to not have not have much time to do anything. My wife's not as happy anymore with me not being around the house as much. But um, you know, I it really feels about as normal as possible. I don't know how else to explain it, but it, it truly feels like. Um, things are as close to normal as it's, as it's been since since March, so I think everybody's just ready for Friday to come around and finally play. Well, best of luck, and we'll be talking to you uh, as each week goes along. All right. Thanks, Ron. 
We will be back after these words to our sponsor. You're listening to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. WRBI Sports is proud to finally bring you this year's running of the Indy 500. All the fun starts Sunday at 1 on 103.9 WRBI. Cecil Eisen here from the award-winning Eisen's Family Pizza with big news. The Chicken Bruschetta Supreme Pizza is back in Batesville. Yeah, you heard that right. Our delicious pizza that Eisen's Family Pizza makes with white garlic sauce, fresh local basil, seasoned chicken, and tomatoes is back for a limited time only. Don't forget about our Top This Frozen Yogurt. We have soft serve and pre-cupped options. Eisen's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone, Eisen'sFamilyPizza.com on the web, or downtown Batesville. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager from Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick, and it is time for our Open Road Sales Event, the Buick employee pricing event for everyone. You pay what we pay. At Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick, we are offering employee pricing. That's right, you pay what we pay, not a penny more. Take advantage of employee pricing on all 2019 and 2020 Buicks. Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick, home of the free old change for life. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. As always, thank you for shopping at Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick. If you could change one thing about how the inside of your home feels, what would it be? Fewer drafts? A quieter system? More or less humidity? Believe it or not, you can enjoy all these things and more with a Linux home comfort system from Hurt and Elko. And best of all, they've got plenty of high-efficiency options. So call 812-934-4646 today. That's Hurt and Elko at 812-934-4646 or online at hurt-elko.com. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRVI. We're back and joining us now is Ryan Lank, Herman Milan's uh, football coach. And, Coach, I know that uh, it was a different summer for everybody. Uh, how has this affected your preparation, or how are things going down at Milan? Well, Ron, I appreciate you having me on. It is... Um the COVID pandemic has definitely had an impact on what we do. Um, as as everybody knows, you know, I'm sure the other coaches have probably talked about, we, we had really no off-season program. It was shut down in March, and so, therefore, uh, players were asked to work out from home. Uh, we posted workouts every day, and uh, we tried to keep players active the best we could um, and in shape, both strength-wise and um, endurance. And then uh, finally on July 6th was the first time we got to come back together as a team. So typically by July 6th, we would have had most of our offense in and already scrimmaged um, a couple opponents and uh, for some of the summer scrimmages, and this year we'd had none of that. So since we've come down on July 6th, uh, it's really, we've really felt the pressure of um, getting, getting kids in shape, number one, and making sure that uh, we are physically ready to compete and then um, trying to get uh, our, our offensive and defensive schemes put in. It's, it's really been a balancing act of um, how much do we need in by game one. Uh, we by no means have everything in uh, versus how much time can you spend on the fundamentals and technique. And, you know, any coach will tell you the fundamentals and technique is more important, um, and it absolutely is. But finding that balance between them and the offensive scheme has been a, been a challenge. Coach, how many young men do you have out for football this year, and uh, how many of them lettered for you last year? We have 47 players on the team. Um, I'm not sure exactly, Ron, how many of them played last year. We're, we're very proud of our um, our freshman class. We have 18 freshmen, so uh, that's a huge class for us. Um, and I think we they're backed up with 15 uh, sophomores, so... We are a young team. We have 11 seniors and five juniors. So we are a young football team. Um, but I think that says a lot about our youth and middle school programs. Our, our current freshman is the first group that, um, that we had go through youth football on grade based football. So that was a big change that came, um, I don't know. I guess it probably been about six years ago now that, uh, we were, we had typically combined grade levels. And about six years ago, uh, we joined a new league. We uh, kind of made the leap and said we were going to attempt to do grade-based football, which is very difficult at smaller schools. And um, 
this group uh, is the, the freshman of the first group that went to that team, that great base of second graders. And, um, you know, so far our, our freshmen have, the numbers are up. Um, we, we feel like they're well prepared. So um, we're, we're, <clears throat> we think that our youth program is headed in the right direction and um, preparing our kids. And hopefully we keep seeing uh, bigger class sizes because of that, because more kids are playing on Saturdays. Um, so uh, we, we do have a lot of young faces on our team. Who are some of your key performers back, and who are some of the newcomers that you're going to depend on? Uh, well, on the offensive side of the ball, um, we returned seven starters, uh, but not everybody's in the same position they were in 2019. Um, when we talk about guys that are going to be handling the football, uh, Peyton Wirt um, is going to be our quarterback this season. Uh, he played wide receiver for us most of last season but did get some snaps in at quarterback. Um, so we're, we're moving Peyton from wide receiver to quarterback. Um, Adam Norman did a tremendous job for us last year at the H position. Um, he will be back in that position this year. Um, at running back last year, we kind of went by committee, and we had um, Cole Steele, a senior, got a lot of carries, along with um, Logan Reed and Riley Johnson, who are both sophomores. Um, Logan, uh, we're going to kind of give uh, him, uh, I guess, the starting role, so to speak, this year. He's, he's earned that. Um, so he'll be catching the ball. And then Carson Asherman returns out at wide receiver with some of his height. And then Peyton Cavins, a senior, um, started the year for us as running back and hurt his uh, collarbone against Batesville. And so when he came back, um, we kind of started thinking about other roles that he could be in because we had to survive without him uh, for several games. And so Peyton has accepted the challenge to move out to wide receiver. Um, I'm sure, Ron, you being the track enthusiast that you are, I think Peyton was the county MVP as a sprinter as a freshman, so it kind of says something about his speed. So having him out there on the outside to stretch the field is definitely going to be a benefit for us. Um, so those, those are kind of the guys that are going to be handling the ball. Um, on the interior, uh, we have three returning starters on the line, um, senior Chandler Rutherford and Cody Sims and then junior Caden Yorn. Um, defensively, uh, we have six returning starters. I think the strength of our defense is going to be our defensive line. Um, Chandler Rutherford, again, uh, is a, was an All-State uh, defensive lineman, ISCA, All-State, HE, and he, made, he got all the, the recognition last year. Um, Alex Winger did a great job as a freshman defensive enforce last year, so he's going to be a starter on the defensive line as well. And then uh, Hunter Merritt as a junior who started for us last year on the defensive line. Um, some big shoes to fill at the linebacker position. Um, I'm sure some of our opposing coaches were tired of hearing the name uh, Dakota Sams and uh, Zach Hauser. They filled the, the middle of the field for us for a couple seasons. I think Zach, they were together for two seasons. Dakota started for, I think, three. And Gris uh, were probably the best linebacking duo we've ever had as far as the one-two punch. So they both graduated, but filling their shoes are going to be Caden Yorn and Alex Barker. And then in that secondary, uh, Peyton Wirt uh, will be returning um, in the secondary along with Adam Norman and Cole Steele. So those three were all starters last year as well. Um, we're going to ask Peyton Cavins to play some defense for us. And um, Riley Johnson, a sophomore, uh, right now is slated for that other starting position in our defensive backfield. So Seven returners on offense, six on defense. Um, our punter um, graduated with Parker Lewis. However, we do have our place kicker back with Ethan Colick. Um, so the depth is there, Ron. We, we got familiar faces and familiar names. It's just uh, how quickly can we get everybody uh, working together as a team is going to really be what determines our success early in the season. Uh, is your staff basically the same as last year? Yeah, um, the the one difference is Randy Combs uh, is not with us this season, um, and that's definitely something he has earned. Uh, he came to Milan in 1994 and started coaching football and has pretty much been with the program every year since. And so, as you know, Randy's also the basketball coach, and he has stepped away from the football position uh, this season. Um, and then a couple young guys are, are helping us this year, a couple – uh, former players in Blaine Beck and Dakota Sams. Uh, they're going to join our staff. Uh, Kyle Sable is still our defensive coordinator. 
and uh, Jeff Sharp, who's been coaching with me for a long time, and Brian Beeler. So our, our, our nucleus of our staff is still together, and uh, always, I think, is a good feeling as a coach when you have uh, graduates that want to come back and be part of the program. So we're definitely um, excited to have Blaine and, and Dakota's help as well. Your opening opponent, I believe, is Rushfield. Tell us what you know about them. I know it's different than uh, other years because there was nothing basically going on this summer, but what do you know about Rushville and tell us about that opening opponent? Well, I know uh, I know Coach Rector is doing a good job at Rushville. Um, you know, coming from Whiteland, um, he knows good football. And it's taken him some time to get established. And uh, Rushville last year was uh, the record wasn't outstanding. I think they ended up one and nine or something like that. But um, you know, I'll be honest. Game one last year, um, it, it was a dogfight for three quarters. As a matter of fact, we were behind at the end of three quarters and had a big play right at the end of the third or um, right at the end of the third quarter. We had a big play and kind of shifted the momentum, and uh, we were able to to overcome and, and win the game. Um, but I, I guess the point I'm trying to get to is. I think it's just a matter of time before Coach Rector's hard work um, starts showing up on Friday nights. And so they have a young man by last name Vance, uh, number seven, who is a pretty good athlete. Um, I think I saw on social media he was offered by the University of Dayton this summer. So um, he is basically the key to their offense. Uh, they want to try to find a way to get him the ball, whether they're handing it to him on a jet sweep or sending him out for passes. And, uh, you know, that, that's definitely going to be a big key for us. And then they have some size. Uh, they got some pretty big linemen up front, both offensively and defensively. Uh, they try really hard to two platoon, which, um, you know, is ideal for, for any team. Um, so I think they only have three players going both ways. And um, with the size up front and, and Jake Vance returning in the backfield, um, I know they are, uh, they're going to be somebody that we have to be ready for on Friday night. Um, our scrimmage were South Dearborn. We looked like a team. You know, everybody asked me today how the scrimmage went, and I said, well, number one, we're healthy, which is always the key to the scrimmage. And number two, um, we look like a team that hasn't played in 10 months. And so um, <laughs> we got uh, we had some work to do today. And um, we had a good session after school, and we're able to walk through some things and, and hopefully get some things started to fix and head in the right direction. And I'm sure Rushville feels the same way. So, um, you know, it, this early in the season, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um to see, you know, I think a team the team that doesn't turn the ball over which you could say that about any Friday night uh, limits your turnovers and a team that has a good defense, I think um, are going to are gonna have the advantage early on in the season. Uh, uh, experienced defense maybe is a better um, way to put it. Uh, they're going to have an early advantage because at this time of year uh, defenses are typically ahead of the offense anyway. And um, this year more than ever I think that's going to show uh, because we had such a short off season and preseason, so um, you know, at this point, I think everybody's just kind of in the same boat. We're going to see what Friday holds. We're going to hope that there's no COVID issues between now and Friday, and uh, you know, we'll travel up to Rushville and see what Game One brings us. And uh, you know, they're a non-conference opponent, so in the whole scheme of things, it, it really uh, doesn't have too major of an effect on us the outcome of the game. And uh, we're going to see what we have, and then start making uh, corrections to be ready for sectional. Coach, thank you for being with us. Uh, anything else before we let you go? No, Ron, I appreciate, as always, everything you do for uh, Southeast Indiana sports, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you had me on again. And uh, I, I would just simply say that um, being in an administrative role and as a coaching role at Milan, uh, the one thing I heard consistently last spring is um, kids want to be in school. You know, I, kids tell me over and over again, I never thought I'd say this, but I wish we were in school. And uh, we all know how much work the athletes put in uh, preparing for seasons, and they definitely want to have a season. So I keep telling our players that, you know, my motivation for wearing my mask and staying socially distanced and doing those things is to keep us in school and to keep uh, the sports seasons going. And I hope all our listeners out there will do the same. Uh, these kids have worked really hard, and, and we certainly want to see them play this fall. Coach, thank you so much, and best of luck this year. Thanks, Ron. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 and FM Dow and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. 
from the award-winning Ison's Family Pizza with big news. The Chicken Bruschetta Supreme Pizza is back in Batesville. Yeah, you heard that right. Our delicious pizza that Ison's Family Pizza makes with white garlic sauce, fresh local basil, seasoned chicken, and tomatoes is back for a limited time only. And don't forget about our Top This Frozen Yogurt. We have soft serve and pre-cupped options. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone. Ison'sFamilyPizza.com on the web or downtown Batesville. Want to make your home a more comfortable place but don't think you can afford a top brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solution for every budget. When you turn to Garings, your Carrier expert will show you our best-in-class home comfort systems. Jeff or Mike will help you pick the one that best fits your home budget. From our value Price comfort series to our top-performing Infinity system, Carrier and Garings have made excellence more affordable than ever. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort? Turn to the experts with Carrier and Garings, 316 North Main. We are here for you. We are here for you. When you or a loved one are in need of medical equipment, ask for George's. Our friendly, experienced staff can help with your prescriptions, rehab, or maintaining your independence at home. George's is your one-stop shop. Call us at 855-600-6251. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. We are here for you. We are here for you. Go to georgespharmacy.com. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI. We are back again. It's now Devin Olney, Big High School football coach. And Coach, I asked the other two coaches, I'll ask you the same thing. Uh, COVID kind of messed things up for everybody last spring. How does it affect your preparations this fall? <laughs> well, I'm sure I uh, didn't hear the guys before, but I'm sure uh, the one common thing I've talked with a lot of coaches is the amount of time you know you got to spend with your guys and and really just get things installed you just feel like uh you know you're a couple months behind the schedule typically where you would be this time of the year but uh you know obviously we've been pretty fortunate guys staying healthy and um and that's kind of the big thing right now is that you know our guys and their families are staying healthy and that we're having an opportunity this Friday to play football how many young men do you have out for football this year coach well, this year um, our numbers have dipped down a little bit. You know, a lot of a lot of factors playing into that. But we're at 43, 43 guys um, this year, and um, you know, we've got a class of thirteen freshmen coming in, and then we got a small sophomore and, and senior class, and then our bigger class right there is with our junior class. So, forty three in total. Uh, how many of them are returning uh, starters, uh, veterans from last year, and who are some of your newcomers you're going to have to depend upon? Well, and I think that's kind of a, a, the fortunate thing for us is, you know, we, we're, 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 our numbers, you know, 43 is pretty low, but uh, we got a lot of guys coming back with a lot of experience. You know, when you look at both sides of the ball, you know, you got at times eight to nine guys out on the field with, that have started or uh, were varsity starters last year, and uh, we feel like we've got a solid 20 guys that can go out there on a Friday night and really compete, you know, at a high level. Um, you know, so we, we don't have that depth that, you know, a lot of times we've been fortunate to have that, you know, probably across the board in some positions. But, um, you know, you know, we, like I said, we've got a lot of starters coming back and, and some, some key newcomers this year. We have two guys on the offensive line and sophomores and Blake Hahn and Nick McConnell who have played really, really well for us and their bodies really transformed, you know, over the, over the last few months and uh, got bigger, you know, from a freshman. Now they don't look like freshmen anymore. And, and so they really, uh, you can put them in there with a with an offensive line that returns Colt Swinglet, left tackle, and Carson Mackey, and then Chase Hamilton slid down. You know, he's been a, he was a varsity starter for us as a sophomore and, uh, you know, got him there. So, you know, you put those two guys and plug them in there among some size and some strong guys, you know, as well. It's been a pretty good unit for us. Um, on the outside, um, kind of as, on both sides of the ball in the skill skill areas. I mean, um, Jacob Muir is really you know, he grew a few inches, and he's really yeah, he's a junior for us, and he's really become one of our um, top wide receiver threats. That kind of you know, complements some returners from last year, and Trey Peters and Kurt Seifert, uh, Brady Hornberger is, is another junior who uh, really had a good off season and has played really really well for us, both receiver and then in the back end and the, the, the secondary. 
Gabe Gunner, senior, um, very one of our more athletic guys, and uh, again another wide receiver DB, Trent Kincaid, uh, sophomore, who's a pretty talented young man, and, and really was fighting to play for us, you know, down the stretch as a freshman. So he's not the biggest guy, but he he's got a lot of you know grit to him and, and plays really really hard. So I mean, those I mean definitely some some key guys coming back. You know, you pair that with uh, a lot of guys you know, that you know for most people. I'm sure when uh, you look at our scouting report with Austin Pullman and uh, Travis Lecker and, and, you know, that kind of one-two punch on the offensive side. And, you know, like I mentioned, Trey Peters, Kurt Seifert, Luke Wilson, some guys that have helped us quite a bit um, on the offense. And then you have Ben Shubler, Jeremiah Lummel, uh, Bonley Hunt, uh, pretty athletic junior as well, who's, who played some JV and varsity for us last year. So we've, we've got a lot of guys with a lot of experience. Um, you know, pretty athletic, like I said, I think for Polly, you know, that, those, those varsity caliber guys right now. I know I worked with Gabe until everything was shut down last spring, and I know I couldn't believe how much he strength improved over last winter and the high jump, and he started off uh, very, very good in that, and I'm sure that uh, carried over to this football season and his physical ability. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he and, and along with a lot of guys, I it was kind of crazy, you know, when you – you know, when everything kind of happened there in mid-March and you literally just don't see your players uh, in person, right? You kind of see them, get to know them a little bit more on a on a screen, on a Google call or a Zoom call, and and um, then you see them in July, and it's like, man, see these guys, I feel like they grew two or three inches and, two, three inches and came back 20 pounds heavier and in a good way, and, and, and it's like, um, you know, a lot of these guys, it was just kind of, it was a weird, surreal kind of thing uh, with everything that was going on and the to see them a few a few months later and to see how much they they've really changed and you, you know you being a coach and being around you know like just how much a lot of times that body changes from a freshman to a sophomore sophomore to a junior and mentally just kind of those jumps as well so I was I was pl- pleased with a lot of the guys you know just kind of just how they've matured and you know both uh, mentally and physically uh, over the off season definitely with everything that was going on. How about you, staff? Basically the same. Say it again. Your staff is it stayed basically the same? Um, yeah, our staff. Um, we had some changes here and there, moved some guys around um, on the offensive side. You know, it, my coaches kind of joke with me, and they said, "This final year, you're going to kind of let let loose a little bit on the offense and, and let some guys take it." And then going into year five, I kind of feel like you know Bob Weiler has been he'll be going on a, the fourth year on the staff um, on our offensive line coach he's going to be our run game coordinator and then uh, Jack Benelli who's been down at the middle school for uh, the last couple of years and um, you know he's really savvy with the passing game and him and I have had a lot of conversations so we split him up to the uh, to the staff uh, at the high school level and he's coaching some receivers and helps Travis the quarterback and you know he's our passing coordinator so it's kind of a uh, you know Instead of having just one coordinator, we got two of them, you know, and and so they've done a really good job with that, um, you know, and then uh, with with that, you got Tony Galsman who's returning his fifth year with us here on staff. He's helping with wide receivers and defensive backs as well, um, and then on the defensive side, uh, Ted Hinkle, who was our special teams coordinator, he's been with me all year. Uh, he took he took the uh, the reins of the defensive coordinator, and um, so he's working with inside linebackers, and then. He's got Luke Lozier coming back second year, uh, helping with linebackers, Tim Bowman uh, as well. He's working more with the outside linebackers. Uh, Jacob Speckman uh, works a lot with our D-line and tight ends. And you know, with me, I've been working a lot with the defensive line uh, this year. And, um, and then Wyatt Shebler uh, is a volunteer for us as well. And he works with uh, the wide receivers and defensive backs. So, you know, said, we've, you know, we've got about nine of us all together and um you know i've been very very pleased with our our staff i mean they've a you know, very good positive vibe i think we've worked really, really well together with all things considered you know going from shifting some some responsibilities to some guys on the offense and you know teddy uh Hinkle coming in and, and and helping us with the you know, he's kind of taking the reins there uh with the you know transition from a 3-3 to a 3-4 a little bit towards the end of last year and we've probably now went to a 3-4 defense um, and him and I have worked a lot over the winter to really get things to where we wanted it to be, and um, we're pretty pleased. You know, like I said, just um, I think if you would have told us that COVID-19 was going to be uh, there in the spring, maybe we would 
wouldn't have been jumping the gun on, on shifting some things, but uh, you know, schematically, you know, that, cause that definitely has impacted, you know, the number of reps and things like that. But, you know, our guys have been really, really good, you know, both players and coaches uh, with everything going on. You got a new opponent to open up with. Uh, I'm sure with uh, all the things going on, you don't know as much about him as you'd like to. What can you tell us about your opening opponent? Well, I, I'm excited. I, I've, um, I'm excited for the challenge and, and just maybe a little bit of change of scenery. Indian Creek, um, really good 3A program, and uh, I feel like ever since I've been down in Southeast Indiana, even when I was back to coaching at Greensburg, you know, we'd scrimmage in and we played him. Uh, when I was there back-to-back years in sectional championships and, you know, just a good program, you know, and I think it's a great way to start off. Our guys are excited. I think just having a little bit of a different face and different place to go. And, uh, you know, they're good. Yeah, they, they've got some they, they got some size up front on the offensive line and defensive line, and they're bigger than us, but that's kind of a common theme. I could probably just have you say that on repeat every week. And uh, But they're bigger than us up front. I think we move a lot better than they do, but, you know, so we've talked a lot, a lot about that. They got a running back that's really good, um, and, and he he's definitely shifty and glides. I would say really well. He uh, makes guys miss. He runs low, uh, runs hard. Uh, he's definitely you know all state caliber you know type of running back. So he's kind of the workhorse and what everything kind of centers around. Uh, they got a running back who's I would say uh, definitely more of a run threat and you know, with his legs. And uh, so you know they definitely got a good one two punch in the backfield with their quarterback and running back. Uh, they do a lot of things very similar to us, so I think for our scout team and, and stuff like that, it's going to be really nice to just kind of use our verbiage and, and, and kind of go with it. So, uh, you know, so they, you know, like I said, they've definitely got some, some power on the offensive side. They've got some decent athletes at receiver. Um, I think, you know, that that's kind of the big thing with them offensively. Defensively, they run a four-two-five, and uh, the one thing I would say is they definitely fly around and play aggressive, and, uh, you know, so... We ultimately, in the end, I think it's a great, great matchup for us. Um, just in general, to kick off the season and to really get us a good test of where we're at. You know, I, I've, I've always been a big fan of our scrimmage with Triton Central. They're a really good program, and I thought we we competed really well uh, with Triton Central. And then uh, to then go right into Indian Creek to start the year, I think it's just a it's a really good start. You know, really good to see where we're at. You know, and then you turn around and play Milan Week Two, so it's a you know really good competition. You know, from from the kickoff, and uh, I'm excited for it. I know our guys are definitely excited for this opportunity this week. You're uh, again uh, with the with the County Community Foundation on the hunger drive. Tell us a little bit about Bates' part in that. Yeah, I mean, I can't thank Laura Hamilton enough and all those at the Ripley County Community Foundation. Um, you know, for for this, I mean, they they've they've really you know a few years ago when we started it. Um, they've really just grown it every year, and I told Laura, I said, "Hey, one of the, you know, last year we we got a lot of pledges, and, and but we didn't force a lot of turnovers, and uh, so that's been definitely a big emphasis for us um, this, this off season, and you know, and and basically emphasizing that in practice, and, and, and you know, we forced three of them uh, just in the scrimmage this past uh, this past uh, Saturday, so." Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the, the turnover hunger again is a great opportunity for people in the community to, to help one another and help those in need. Uh, it's a great opportunity for our players to, to kind of see, to see that, you know, we've, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, we have families and people that are close to us that I'm sure could use that extra hand definitely with all things going on right now. And, um, so I think, you know, it's going to look probably a little bit differently this year just with, I mean, all the federal things with um, some of the money and, and, and food banks and probably more of a backpack program uh, that we're going to be doing this year that's going to help kids and, and, and people in need, you know, with, with that. Um, so, but again, ultimately in the end, it, it's putting food, you know, back home in, in, in places and families that, that really need it. Um, and so, uh, again, you can go on the Ripley County Community Foundation website, make your pledge, uh, just a simple simple dollar pledge, you know, and, you know, hopefully we, we cost 30 to 40 turnovers and maybe a 30 to $40 donation. If, you know, people out there want to donate more, uh, more power to them, and uh, we would be greatly appreciate, you know. So, uh, like I said, we forced three of them on, uh, on Saturday, and hopefully we'll uh, cause some havoc on Friday and, and cause some, you know, create some more and, and keep that number rising this year. Hopefully we'll match that number from last year pretty quickly. 
Coach, I know things are different because of COVID-19. One of them is who's able to get into the uh, gates to watch a football game. You're on the road on Friday night, but uh, any uh, way, uh, way I think you can tell the uh, fans about uh, the possibility of getting in at uh, the first game on the road. Well, I know that every week is going to be different, you know, and every county is different uh, when it comes to the COVID-19, you know, kind of and, and what their guidelines and restrictions are going to be. I know Mr. Helvey and I had a little bit of conversation today, you know, kind of what that looks like, you know, and for for us this week, we're probably, I think he had said 150 was kind of our cap, you know, for our number of tickets this upcoming week for our fans, and, you know, don't expect to be able to uh, go to make the trip, you know, the trip over to Indian Creek and, and get a ticket at the gate. That's not going to happen. So uh, I know that tickets will go on sale um, on Wednesday. Um, and uh, we, we've asked a lot of our players and students, you know, a lot of them, uh, you know, our varsity players, kind of we got a little set up, you know, there to kind of make sure that their families get taken care of first. Um, and then uh, basically then our students, you know, there at the school and uh, the rest of our, you know, reserve and freshmen, and get an opportunity as well to maybe get some tickets. And, um, you know, I think with 150 tickets, um, you know, those tickets are going to go by, I would assume, pretty quickly. And uh, so it's going to be pretty tight and pretty tough. You know, I know here in this first round, this first week, um, and I know unless anything changes, I know week two, you know, we're at Milan, and uh, I don't know how much of coaching length from spoke on that, but I know with Emily having kind of the one side and the bleachers, that probably confines us a little bit, you know, in the number of tickets too, so it's just going to be a hard ticket to get, you know, uh, probably the first couple of weeks, and hopefully everyone continues to do their part, you know, all programs and our, you know, our program and then all the opponents, and hopefully as time goes, tickets will be a little easier to come by uh, as the season goes, and that we keep playing and give our seniors and these guys an opportunity to play a game and uh, that they love, and uh, you know, have an opportunity to, you know, have their senior year or their junior year, these varsity, you know, these varsity seasons, which is everything you kind of work for, you know, and so, um, you know, I just, I, you know, that's kind of everything I, you know, hopefully I can tell you, and as of right now, and I know a lot of people, it's going to be tough, like I said, it's going to be tough to get those tickets, uh, but hopefully everyone understands kind of every county is going to be different, and, and, and so hopefully there'll be other means and ways to, uh, listen to the game. You know, obviously, WRBR, I'm sure we, you know, have the game on the radio and if, if they can't get one of those tickets. Coach, anything else before we let you go? No, I, like I said, I just appreciate everybody's efforts and in the community, patience with everything, um, and just uh, our, our administration has, has been great and uh, our kids have been great and hopefully, like I said, just uh, keep keep doing everything the right way and, uh, and hopefully we'll, everyone stays healthy, you guys stay healthy and we'll, be talking about a week two opponent and hopefully a week one win and football, you know, still going on. So, uh, again, I appreciate everything you guys do and everybody in the community. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. All right, thank you. We will be back with a final word after these words from our sponsor. You're listening to Coach's Corner on WRBR 3.9 FM dial and streaming live on WRBRradio.com. We will be right back. Cecil Eisen here from the award-winning Eisen's Family Pizza with big news. The Chicken Bruschetta Supreme Pizza is back in Batesville. Yeah, you heard that right. Our delicious pizza that Eisen's Family Pizza makes with white garlic sauce, fresh local basil, seasoned chicken, and tomatoes is back for a limited time only. Don't forget about our Top This Frozen Yogurt. We have soft serve and pre-cupped options. Eisen's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone. Eisen'sFamilyPizza.com on the web or downtown Batesville. Get a new bundle from ETC and watch the savings add up. Whether it's internet, TV, phone, security, or medical alert, get $100 just for being a brand new residential customer. Even our bundles qualify. You just have to sign up before September 30th. Call 866-ETC4U to learn more or visit etczone.com. Paperless billing required. Wireless and cellular services excluded. Other terms and conditions apply. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. We're back. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We're glad to be back on the air. I know it doesn't sound like it uh, did while we were uh, live from Ison's, but you'll have to bear with us until we can 
uh, get back together and we can be face-to-face with people and not worry about uh, spreading COVID from one area to the other. It's a sacrifice on everybody's part. We thank uh, Cecil Eisen and his crew for being uh, sympathetic to their cause. And I'm not a young man, so I don't want to get involved with anything in, with COVID. And I know a lot of you out there are in the same position. We want to thank Eisen's family pizza, ETC, Daring's Incorporated, Tom Civic, Chevy Buick, George's Pharmacy, Medical and Floral, and here to Nelco for helping us get on the air this evening. We want to thank Grant and uh, John back at the station for doing the uh, technical work that is so important in these uh, broadcasts that we're doing. We want to thank the coaches that were with us this evening. Next week, Evan and Eric will be back, and Caleb Cicito, uh the Oldberg Academy girls soccer coach, will be with us as well. Hopefully, uh, you will stay with us and we'll do the best we can good night everyone join us again next time for another edition of coach's corner delivered by eisen's family pizza and check out our coach's corner podcast archives online at wrbiradio.com from 103.9 wrbi batesville greensburg brookville versailles